Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello. This is John Dorsey. How you doing, buddy boy? Don't be scared. What's better than this? God, it's being dudes here on the Draft Boot Podcast presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network. We are your hosts here on this Tuesday. It's on takes edition of the podcast we have some tremendous ones to get into so thanks so much for all of you that were diligent thinking of us when you had a hot take to shoot it to us on the twitter machine we're going to get to it today here on the show kyle you ready to do this thing we have 14 takes today yes all time and you know this is the best response we've had thus far as far as people getting them to us throughout the course of the week and the weekend yeah, I, don't, I think like, most of these were that the case with them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, are we when we solicited today, we had already had close to ten. So this is um, the challenge for us, Joe, is going to be shutting our mouths and keeping the line moving. Yeah. Well, let's do it. Let's get into it. <laughs> let's start. All right, go ahead. Be my guest. Kick me a take. For takes oh, on takes. Oh, I saw this and I said I need to get this one to Kyle. Um, this one is from Dalton Miller. Deontay Thompson is a better prospect than Minka Fitzpatrick was. Dalton, listen, I love you, man, but I guess it depends on what your definition of better is, right? Because I think Minka Fitzpatrick does a lot more for you. Versatility-wise, he's kind of in that same tier is what uh, Derwin James was at Florida State. And you see Derwin has had a tremendous impact on the Chargers already. I think he's logged a sack in three straight games, something like that. Minka Fitzpatrick's been a a very large influence on the Miami Dolphins with the number of ways that he can use them. Deontay Thompson, for me, you put him at free safety and you let him roll. So if you're looking for a guy that can play, strictly speaking, single high coverage – yeah, I'd probably rather have Deontay Thompson than Micah Fitzpatrick. But if you gave me the total package of the player, I would prefer Minka. Minka is the highest graded safety prospect I've had in five years. So that's a pretty lofty platform to say 
Deontay Thompson with his small sample size, even though he's extremely good, is better than a Minka Fitzpatrick. Joe, this one feels appropriate to give to you, given the state of the Buffalo Bills offense. (laughs) This take comes from Andrew Blake. Ole Miss would have a top 15 wide receiver group if they were an NFL group. Hashtag takes on takes. I can tell you right now they'd be better than the Bills. There's no doubt about this. No doubt in my mind. I think that uh, DK Metcalf is a special talent. AJ Brown is a physical power forward type that is a big, a pretty good route runner for his size, good ball skills. Demarcus Lodge is exceptionally quick, really good with his release, really good with creating space. He just has some blunders at the catch point in terms of finishing with consistency. They've got, uh, well, this is just receivers. So that, that dude Patterson looks pretty good, who's like their fourth guy. And I just kind of perused through the NFL. And I'm not going to sit here and go through all the teams and try to come up with exactly where they would slot. But I'm telling you that there's more talent in that in that uh, Ole Miss wide receiver room than there is for a lot of NFL teams. And I'll say that they are a top 15 group if they were to insert themselves to the NFL. I'm going to have Lodge Brown and Metcalf likely in my top 50. And I think wow, that's all, all three. Yeah, I don't. I, and I think that that's probably better than a lot of the NFL teams can say right now. Certainly the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Kyle, let's see which one I like for you. Um, this one comes from CH Scouting. Herbert, Justin Herbert, the Oregon quarterback, is a better prospect than Marcus Mariota was. That's difficult for me. Uh, Mariota, you know, I just got done saying Minka was the highest graded safety prospect I've had in five years. Mariota coming out of college was the highest graded quarterback prospect. And this is a good week for us to field this question with uh, Mariota showing the, what did he, what did he call it? It was like his mentality, like his Hawaiian mentality, uh, to bring the Titans back against the Eagles when they were down in that football game. His, um, it's kind of like his mana or whatever. It's that Zen element of Marcus and uh, his composure. But I think from a physical tools perspective, Herbert probably has the best arm in the class. I would put his arm above Drew Locks. Where is that versus Mariota? I think Mariota's probably top top 15 arm. I don't think his arm itself is what makes Marcus so good. I What I liked about Marcus was some of the pinpoint accuracy in the intermediate areas of the field and uh, the mobility that he had and the extended playability. So Herbert's a little bit more prototypical of a passer. And if Herbert continues to play at the level that we've seen throughout September – I'm not going to say he's going to finish with a higher overall score than Marcus Mariota, but he might finish with a better film grade. And what I mean by that is I grade film predominantly, and then I use several metrics and areas of measurements, whether that's athleticism, production experience, so on and so forth, to complement that grade. So Marcus Mariota is the highest overall grade, and he crushed the metrics. He doesn't have the best film grade I've ever given a quarterback. So there's a reasonable chance to say Herbert may finish with better film and film great than Mariota. Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and it's only fitting that this important interruption is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. 
Have you thought about what you're getting your loved one this year? Or maybe you want to give the gift of sweet-smelling Grundle Bliss to your partner. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Whether you're the only one who gets to see what's going on down there or you're one of many, do you, your partner, and everyone else a favor and introduce yourself to this revolutionary company. Manscaped just launched their brand new Perfect Package. Inside the Manscaped Perfect Package, you'll find their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which features skin-safe technology and will prevent you or your man from cutting his nuts. Speaking of smelling nice, let's be real. No one wants to carry around that locker room smell with them. That's why I am thankful for the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. These products keep your crotchal region from sweating, smelling, and sticking. The Perfect Package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs that'll keep that junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to this new new. Give the gift that will make your Valentine's Day spicy. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code locked on to get 20% off and free shipping. Ladies, this is the perfect gift for you and your man and men. Your partner will thank you. Trust me, he will thank you. And guess who else will thank you? Your balls will thank you. 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code locked on at manscaped.com. Joe, this one comes from your brother, Frank. Speaking of Justin Herbert, Frank Marino, the Bills should move on from Josh Allen already if they're picking in the top three and draft Justin Herbert. Takes on takes. <laughs> um. So I think everybody knows where <clears throat> you and I uh, are with Josh Allen in terms of what we thought of him as a prospect. You even lower than I was on him. Um, and it's maddening to see the same player we saw since 2016 with uh, Wyoming continuing to be the same player in 2017 and the same player with the Buffalo Bills. And You just know these coaching points are not – they are being communicated to him in terms of being smart with the football and working progressions and uh, going through what the play design is and, uh, you know, not uh, turning your back to the line of scrimmage on a non-play action pass. I mean, it's, it's just repetitive mistakes. Now it's early in his NFL career, but this is stuff that has plagued him a lot <laughs> and, uh, and it's not getting any better. He deserves time. Now I'll say that he deserves time to, be exposed to these things and play through it and see how he grows. But uh, this is something that was asked of me back when uh, the Bills drafted EJ Manuel. And it came up that uh, should they draft Teddy Bridgewater in the next year's draft? And I said, yes, I, I said, absolutely. Cause I didn't like EJ Manuel and Teddy Bridgewater was my number one quarterback in that draft. So here we are talking about this already. I think uh, right now, Josh Allen deserves a season to see how he grows. And honestly, he probably deserves next season as well. But if uh, the, the problem is it's been the Bills' turn for a long time to have a quarterback to just keep picking the wrong ones or ignoring ones that are available. And, um, you know, you can only continue to do that for so long. It's a quarterback-driven league. You've got to have one. So, all right, so what's the answer to the question? I think if the Bills have the opportunity to draft Justin Herbert next year, it's something they should absolutely consider. There you have it. That's a weak answer. Yes or no? Yeah, they should. All right, there you go. You, trust, I know trust you agree. Your I don't even have to ask you. No, you, you, you don't need to ask me. You're right. <laughs> All right, but if you are – hey, listen, listen. 
you know, we don't get everything right, and, and that's just the way that it is. But uh, if you feel like you're feeling lucky on a bet this weekend, you've got to get over to my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with, and that's why I'm always going to direct you guys to my bookie. They are your best bet this season. They've been in business for years. They've got great reviews online, and their mobile site is very, very easy to use. Even I can figure this thing out. Uh, so uh, you guys got to understand that I'm not going to recommend – uh, service to you that's not been good to me. That's why I'm going to urge you here to go to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game, live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. Uh, and so look, my bookie is tremendous, and they're getting a lot of business right now. They're slammed with betters, and so we're going to give you a unique opportunity here to get some free money. All right, if you will go onto my bookie and deposit after 7 p.m., Eastern time, they're going to give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over $100. You can join now and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar plus an extra 25 on deposits over 100 after 7 p.m. You've got to use our promo code though. It's very important. Our promo code is locked on two five. You got to visit my bookie online today and don't forget that promo code locked on two Five. Again, if you're willing to hold out until after 7 p.m., you can get that extra 25 bucks by using our promo code locked on 25. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, Kyle, let's get back to the takes here. And uh, let's see here. I'm going to give you this one from uh, Mountaintop Scouting. Trading Max Unger in the 35th, 31st overall pick to the Saints for Jimmy Graham was the second Largest pitfall of the potential Seattle Seahawks dynasty, first being the goal line interception. The trade did not align with the team identity. Well, you know, this is interesting because as I read this and I stop and think about it, you know, if you read that story that was put out about the Seahawks and the divide that was drawn there, a lot of it centered around Russell Wilson and the team's seeming desire to transform the team into Russell's team and give him the reins and make it a pass first offense. And I mean, yeah, bringing Jimmy Graham in does do that. The first year that Jimmy Graham was there, he kind of sucked because they didn't know how to use him. And then all of a sudden he, the, the targets go up and they're used they're, they're They shifted the way they played offense. And that again, took them away from, pounding the rock necessarily and throwing 50 50 balls in the red zone. And so I actually think this is a good take from mountaintop scouting. I don't know if it's the second largest pitfall, but it might be the first domino to fall and really push this team away from the mentality that it had into the mentality that it now has with you know, the entire Legion of Boom gone. And and we wish Earl Thomas obviously the best. And everybody saw what he thought of the Seahawks sideline as he was carted off the field. And I uh, can't imagine that, you know, with the, the contract situation there and the trade rumors that they have that we'll see him back. So I think this is a really interesting point for the context that the story that came out about the Seahawks last month uh, can give us and and the mentality that this team kind of forced onto themselves because they wanted Russell Wilson to kind of be the guy for this football team. Joe. 
This is a good one from Sunshine Parker. I wanted to give you this one. If the NCAA instituted an open transfer rule and added more teams to the college football playoffs, it would be the best thing for the sport. The pool of teams that could legitimately win a championship would be more than just the usual three or four. Um, what do we mean by open transfer rule? There's got to be some regulations in place. You can't just transfer. Like, like transfer and not have to sit out a year. Oh. Um, it would be the best thing for the sport. Uh, I can get behind adding teams to the college football playoffs. I think I've given my plan for that multiple times that all five of the power five conference winners, and then you have an automatic spot for an undefeated, uh, what is it? The group of six or group of five teams. What if there are no undefeated group? Then you have three wild cards. You have three wild cards. And so I, I, I'm good with expanding it to eight. You know, the transfer thing, I am for the competitive balance to an extent. I mean, part of college football is always going to be recruiting, and, and it's more cyclical than you think. I know right now we're in this Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama thing, and it looks like Georgia's going to be a thing for a long time. But look at look at 10 years ago. Different different teams were winning then. You know, it's one of those things where it, it, there's a lot more cycle to it than I think people perceive. So um, I think it gets real messy when you have that open transfer rule. I think maybe giving some players more flexibility is a good thing. But uh, kind of what we talked about in the Super Show last week on Lockdown NFL Draft, go check that out if you haven't. You know, I talked about there being some responsibility on these kids to evaluate the scenario. And if you're a five-star quarterback, don't go declare yourself to or commit yourself to Georgia next year. They've got Justin Fields. they got Jake Fromm. Don't commit there. Go to South Carolina. Go somewhere else. And so I think that we need to put a little more on these kids to be more conscientious of the scenarios that you're that we're getting into. So I, I, I get a little bit nervous about the transfer rule part of that take. All right, Kyle. Uh, here we go. I got this one from Benson. And um, he says the 49ers should go full Chiefs mode, ignore the defense but score lots of points, and draft a wide receiver in the first round for Jimmy G in 2019, cough, DJ, DK Metcalf, cough. What do you got here, Kyle? I would love to see DK Metcalf on the San Francisco 49ers. I think if you look at the 49ers wide receiver group, uh, they got a lot of the same guy, uh, this smaller, speedy, fluid. So I was really surprised that they drafted Dante Pettis because it felt like Pettis was very similar to a lot of what they had there in that wide receiver room. So Metcalf would certainly be a – a departure from that. But if you want to go full Kansas City mode, then you got to assume Jimmy G is is going to be able to run the five wide concepts and completely control the line of scrimmage and play this pitch and catch where even when you have it covered and that's what part that's part of what makes Kansas City so incredible to watch early on this year, they have elite game-breaking tight end in the middle of the field. They have elite game-breaking speed with Tyreek Hill that you can run cover three, and he can run a post into the middle third defender, and the third boundary third defender can carry that route, and he can just run past you both. So part of what makes Kansas City Kansas City is the elite talents. Now, Metcalf would be, in my opinion – based on what we've seen thus far, an elite talent. 
Uh, George Kittle's athletically very good. He's very promising. Is he uh, Travis Kelsey? No. And I don't necessarily know that we have any indication that Jimmy Garoppolo will be anywhere near what we've seen from uh, Patrick Mahomes so far. So you can go that mode, but you're really running the risk of it falling apart at the seams if those guys don't become what you would like them to. And then you further compound that and say, well, the Rams are in our division and the Rams are going to be able to blink and score points. So now now you're hoping you can outscore teams 40, 49 to 42 or 49 to 45. And uh, I, I think there has to be some commitment to, I know I got a lot of pushback, Joe, in my mock draft because I gave the 49ers a corner instead of a pass rusher which is amazing how this works out because San Francisco spent three of their last four first-round picks. Two of those were in the top ten on defensive linemen. Well, we need pass rushers. Well, I don't know what to tell you. But um, I, I think San Francisco needs to focus on their secondary. I think they need to focus on their Pass rushers, I do agree with that. They need to focus on their pass catchers. There's a lot that needs to come together for San Francisco. So go spend some money in free agency. Go nuts. Go get an elite pass catcher in DK Metcalf, and then let's talk and see where you're at. This is NFL Under Review. Local experts on the biggest NFL stories. The NFL Honors Award Show was last week and one surprise when it came to Defensive Player of the Year. This is Bear Motter with your Los Angeles Rams update from Lockdown Rams. Aaron Donald would have been the first player in NFL history to win the award three straight years in a row, but it wasn't the case that the NFL Honors that award this year went to Stephon Gilmore. And don't get me wrong, Stephon Gilmore had a great season. Six interceptions, 18 pass deflected, two touchdowns. He had 53 total tackles. Stephon Gilmore won the award with 21 votes. Chandler Jones came in second with 14. TJ Watt with 10. Although Donald says this doesn't bother him, I see him putting this chip on his shoulder, working even harder, and coming back stronger in 2020, which is a scary thing for the rest of the NFL. For more NFL news, subscribe to the Locked On NFL Podcast only on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Joe, this take from Brandon J. Andrew Luck is the second best quarterback in the AFC. No, not right now. Are we assuming Tom Brady's the best? No, we're not assuming anything. Patrick Mahomes? Uh, No, yeah, that's not true. This is not true. Um, Ben Flacco's playing well. Dalton's playing well. Luck's got to still, he's got to win me over some more. I love what he's done early on so far uh, in terms of getting back. How about Blake Bortles? No, he's better than Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles has had a hell of a start to the year. Credit where credit's due. I'll give him that. Deshaun Watson's had a good start. Deshaun Watson has had a very good start. Ryan Tannehill up until last week's played really well. Trash. (laughs) You know who's playing damn good? (laughs) Phillip Rivers, bro. I've watched a lot of the Chargers this year because I did that piece on Mike Williams. He is playing with so much confidence and rhythm, and, and he's anticipating everything like, we keep sleeping on sleeping on Philip Rivers, but that dude is playing lights out and really has for a long time. All right, Kyle, let's get one over here to you. Um, 
Okay, this is from Luke Donaldson. The Rams will be 15-1. and one. The Raiders will have three or less wins. Goff is the MVP. Chiefs make AFC Championship game. Gruden picks a quarterback in the first round next year. A lot to dissect there. Yeah, so what I'm going to do here is just kind of work through these one at a time. I'm going to keep it very brief. The Rams will be 15-1, and one, possibly. But they play the Eagles, so that's a tough out. Um, I'm going to say even if they are in a position to be 15 and one, they will probably have that division locked up in about three weeks. So maybe they sit a couple guys rest up. I'm going to say no to Rams 15 and one. I think they'll have too much cushion for their own good. Raiders will have three or less wins. Well, they just got one. Damn you umpire referee. (laughs) That was a fumble. But I digress. They still play the Cards, 49ers, and Colts. I think the Raiders will steal one somewhere they shouldn't. Maybe Denver. I don't know. I think they finish with with more than three wins, but not by much. Goff is the MVP. Yeah, you can give me Goff MVP right now. I take it. Chiefs make the AFC Championship game. That defense is going to get in trouble in January. They got to turn it around. Uh, because if you make a couple mistakes, if you're Kansas City and your defense is playing the way that it's playing, you're going to lose football game. We saw the Jacksonville Jaguars go into Pittsburgh in the divisional round and score 40-plus points. Beat the Steelers. Uh, I will say at this point, with as good as they are playing, I'll take the hot hand and say, as of right now, yeah, I'd take the Chiefs to be in the AFC Championship game. Gruden picks a quarterback in the first round next year. Yeah, I think he wants to blow this up. I'm here for team chaos. You can give me Gruden take it a QB in the first round. My yeah, mock, dra- my mock draft gave him two pass rushers because pass rushers are hard to come by, Joe. I don't know if you heard that. Gruden's told yeah, the, told us that a lot. I I was on board there. I think that Gruden loves Carr, and that offense is number two in, in yards in the NFL so far this year. They're pushing like 450 yards a game. But to be fair, they played the Dolphins. I think that Gruden likes Carr a ton. I, I don't think I, I think they're going to be together for a while. I'm team I'm team chaos. So I'm well, that, I'm but you for it. is that you what you want to happen or what? You That's think what I want to happen. It's not what I think is going to happen. Though. Right. Okay, Joe. Before I give you our next take, I want to talk to everybody listening at home about Swap.com. Joe, you know how I feel about football players. You have to look good to play good, right? Right. That extends beyond football. That extends to life. And Swap.com is a great opportunity where if you really stop and think about how much money you spend to look good, hence play good, and spend on brand new clothes, uh, you're consistently going through outfits and spending a whole bunch of money on brand name clothing. So what if I told you that there was a place that you could discover discounts on gently used clothing and not have to pay the arm and a leg that's going to come with buying these things brand new from the store. Let me introduce you guys to swap.com. It's the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. Stop driving to the store and sifting through racks. Easily sift through millions of clothes in seconds on swap.com with easy to use filters and find just what you need. Over 14 million tons of textiles are wasted each year. Shopping secondhand at swap.com helps prevent textile waste from polluting the environment, which is something you can feel good about while you look good. 
Swap.com is the world's largest consignment thrift store. And with Swap.com, you can save up to 90% off of retail price on your favorite brands like Lululemon, Carter's, Nike, J. Crew, and Gap. These are quality hand-inspected items that are added on a daily basis. And if something does not fit, you can return it within 30 days hassle-free. So we have a special offer for our listeners. You can get up to 35% off select items with your first order with the promo code Locked on. Find new deals every day on swap.com's homepage. So that's promo code locked on. Get 35% off select items on your first order at swap.com. Check it out. Joe, we got a couple more. Nathan S says Steven Montez of Colorado is a top three draftable quarterback in this draft. Man, I need to see a lot more Montez to really speak to this. I know that he's played well. Benjamin Albright says that he's uh, definitely on the radar. I I probably don't like him more than Haskins or Herbert, but that number three spot's kind of wide open. You think about Drew Locke, you think about Will Greer, you think about Brian Lewerke, and so I need to see a lot more Montez. So I, I'll tell you, I don't think he's top two, but I need to see a lot more to say if he's top three. Have you seen enough, Kyle, to really – feel good about this being true or not i know ben solak thinks this is a myth yeah I, that's that's one and i'd respect ben's takes obviously so um we'll have to watch more and talk some more montez here very very soon all right kyle uh, let's go with josh wyman's take here this is bill belichick retires and a random team hires this man peyton manning is the best head coach in the nfl so he's so he's he's saying Bill Bel- Bill Belichick's going to retire at the end of the year, and then somebody's going to hire Peyton Manning as to be the head coach. I read it verbatim. Um, I I, I, I think, don't think either thing's going to happen. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it, it's wishful thinking to think Belichick's going to walk away at this point. I mean, if this team implodes, maybe, but this team's on the bounce back. We knew they would be. And uh, it's a stretch to say Peyton Manning is the best head coach in the NFL. Now, he's got a great mind for it, but um, I think there's some really good head coaches in the NFL right now. And for Peyton Manning to come in and at any point in the near future be on that list is uh, it's a bit ambitious for me, Joe. I have a hot take on the counter on this. Bill Belichick doesn't have another job in football past being the head coach of the Patriots. Peyton Manning never is a, head, a coach or head, let alone head coach in the NFL. Wow. Yeah. Crushing See, the dreams. Yeah, you just shot the whole thing down. Yeah. Joe, last take. Matt V. LSU has the best two defensive backs in college football. Go. Uh, so we're talking Grant Delpit and Greedy Williams. Yes. Um, Grant Delpit's the best safety in college football. Greedy Williams is the best corner in college football. There's not a number two corner that I – or say the number – Deontay Thompson's in there. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of splitting hairs here because I think the best three defensive backs are Delpit, Greedy Williams, and Deontay Thompson. Um, but I'll go with Delpit over Thompson, but that's a freaking wash. William, yeah, I, I'll say it's true. I think they have them. I'll, I'm good there. I'll take that for sure. What a great segue into teasing tomorrow's show. Yes. Because that sounds like it's quite 
the potent defensive back group, LSU, with Delpit and Greedy Williams. Perhaps enough to beat Alabama, Joe? So what we're going to do tomorrow on the show is you and I are going to draft teams by unit. Offensive backfield, wide receiver, offensive line, defensive line, linebackers, and defensive backs. And construct a team to beat Alabama. So uh, we have to figure out who's picking first because that first pick is going to be very important. Some tone-setting picks could be made with that first overall pick. You make sure you come back and catch that show. Hit subscribe. Follow along with the draft dudes. We're going to carry all the way through college football season, NFL season, the winter time, and the NFL draft in 2019. We got lots of great content lined up. Make sure you don't miss it. Hit that subscribe button. If you have takes for next week, you can reach us on Twitter. Joe is at the uh, Joe Marino. I am on Twitter at Grinding the Tape. Kyle Krabs with Joe Marino. Thanks for listening to the Draft Dudes Podcast, folks. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.